I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. The Arkansas Razorbacks falling to the Florida Gators 63-35 in the swamp. Two teams that are really operating at a different level. Now, you can be mad. You can be upset about a loss. And, yes, the point spread ended up being a lot more than what it was supposed to be. I think the line was 17, the final line. And then you've got um, 28 points there. So it, it is a lot of points. But you've got a team in Florida that wasn't necessarily struggling recruiting before Dan Mullen got there. They're in year three. They've got a quarterback operating at a Heisman Trophy level. And – Four senior offensive linemen. You know, it's kind of that story. Arkansas kind of keeps running into that same thing at Texas A&M. So the points were, yeah, more than you would have liked to have seen. Um, Felipe Franks did not play terribly. You know, the numbers, if you look at him, I think he was 15 to 19 passing for 250 yards, two touchdowns. But there's some instances you look at, you're like, that Traylon Burks pass early where he was wide open down the sideline. You know, why, why didn't he hit him? Um, you know, there are some instances like that. And really – the way things started like that, like Arkansas didn't need to be the team that had nine penalties for 75 yards and Florida have three penalties. They didn't need to be that team. It needed to be the other way around. They needed to catch some breaks. And as I said in the game, you know, pregame stuff, all the intangibles aside from not having Sam Pittman there, who was kind of your, you know, the heartbeat of your team, aside from not having him there, all the intangibles pointed to Arkansas's favor with Felipe Frank's factor, Barry Odom having coached against them, you know, uh, Brad Davis having coached at Florida before and coached against them, Sam Carter coaching against. There was just like one thing after another. They were all in Arkansas's favor in terms of the intangibles. But the problem was the tangibles. The tangibles are what Florida had. All right, they had the better players. They had recruited better. They had the better quarterback, the better offensive line, all of these aspects. And, again, Arkansas didn't need to be the team that didn't win the penalties battle, you know, didn't win the field position battle, didn't win the – uh, the turnover battle, which was a wash. And that was, you know, aside from that play early on, that, you know, there were a couple of things that kind of set the tone, right? There's that pass to Traylon Burks that would be pass to Traylon Burks. It would have been a touchdown. That would have been huge for Arkansas. Get on top right there. And there were a couple of catches early on by Florida. Good Lord, Tornado. I may have to go inside. But there were a couple of, there were a couple of catches uh by Florida receivers where the ball's tipped in the air, you know, and um, they, they come down with the ball. And it's just like those kind of lucky – yeah, I say lucky, a lot of that skill. But those kind of things needed to happen for Arkansas, and they didn't really. Now, Arkansas had some big plays. You know, Mike Woods had that long touchdown catch and run when the game was pretty much iced anyway. Um, Traylon Smith had that long touchdown run early in the game. That was a big one. So – there are some positives. Another problem, like, I felt like they could have thrown the slant pass to Traylon Burks 30 times, <laughs> but he only had three catches. You, you can't have Traylon Burks only having three touches in a game. You know, that's kind of, that goes back to one of the things that would, like, kind of piss me off about last year. You know, 
We don't want to get back into that realm, so you've got to make sure that Traylon Burks continues to touch the ball here moving forward in these next three games. Now, again, Kyle Trask was incredible. Six touchdown passes, 356 yards, I think. I can't remember, what is he, 24? It felt like he was 24-24 passing. He just always seemed to find the right guy. And, you know, Felipe gets pressured a lot more, and we all know that he holds the ball sometimes too long, but a lot of that's the offensive line. A lot of it's the offensive line just not being as mature, not as experienced like what Florida has. And, like, we can look at Trask and say, you know, I, I, love, to, I love when they break down quarterbacks and are like, you know, look at the poise. And he throws darts, okay? He's a great quarterback, but he's got time to do it. He's got time to operate, okay? Um, he wasn't pressured that often. I think they gave him four pressures. I didn't think he was pressured that much. They only had one sack against him with Eric Gregory. So, but you flip it to the other side, you know, and Felipe sacked like four times. He's pressured six times, you know. It was, it was tough on him all day. And, again, he holds the ball sometimes too long, but a lot of that is just the offensive line just kind of just not holding up. And that comes down to – experience, you know, maturity, just being just being old enough um, like some of these guys. Arkansas just kind of keeps running into these veteran offensive lines like they did at Texas A&M. And, you know, I talked about, you know, Texas A&M being a team with more talent than Arkansas and also coming with that heart, you know, and that soul. And you flip it over to Tennessee, and Tennessee's recruited at a higher level than Arkansas. You know, same level as Florida and, and, and Texas A&M has, but they don't have that. They don't have that same soul. And Arkansas does. They continue to fight. You still see that they're fighting, right? They're battling. Um, and when you face them, even if you've got more talent, if you don't come with that, then you're in danger of catching an L. Problem is Florida's got all that, okay? Now, LSU, the team that they're facing next, not really playing like that. I mean, they did last year, obviously. They played at an incredible level, but they've lost both coordinators. They've lost almost everybody who was a major contributor for him last year off the national championship team. I'm not so sure that they handled the coronavirus stuff really well in the offseason. And, you know, they come out and they, they drop one to Mississippi State in the first game, and they just haven't really been what you would expect them to be. So, you know, you've got a bunch of players opting out, that kind of stuff. So Arkansas can win that one. I'm not going to say like I did after the Texas A&M game and the walk and talk that I was just going to predict Arkansas to beat Tennessee. I'm not going to say that just yet, that they're just going to beat LSU. You know, I think they got to lick their wounds a little bit after this game against Florida, check themselves a little bit. But again, what this comes down to is, you know, there were some mistakes. They had, the, you know, the exchanged handoff that was an issue. You obviously didn't like to see that where they fumbled the ball. I don't know if it was Boyd or if it was Franks that was that problem. But, you know, there were a couple of issues like that. I mentioned the penalties. You can't have that. Um, you know, Arkansas's turnover that they got to balance things out at the end, the game was already over. I mean, it was pretty much over anyway when, when Arkansas turned it over to them. But Arkansas needed to win in the turnover department, needed to win the penalty department, needed to get lucky, and it was Florida that additionally, I don't want to say luck because, again, I think it's, it's a lot of skill with those guys also. But Arkansas is still piecing some things together here and there. You know, they're still, they've got some talent on the defensive line, but they're still really, really young overall. They're still really inexperienced on the defensive line, aside from a guy like Jonathan Marshall, who wasn't even a starter last year and probably should have been. Um, you know, I don't think they ever any, even said anything, but Grant Morgan, I don't know when Grant Morgan came out of the game, but you know, that's kind of a product of ESPN not sending their announcers to the game, and you, you miss a lot of stuff like that when you don't do that. But Arkansas is just real thin at linebacker. You know, they've got some, 
some guys here and there that are missing the secondary. Now going into this one, Arkansas, man, it is really windy. It is really windy out here. But Arkansas, um, you know, they've, they've just kind of pieced some things together in the secondary. And you also had to consider they're still really young in the secondary. I mean, you've got guys like Greg Brooks who are very young. You know, Hudson Clark obviously is a redshirt freshman. Jalen Catalan's a redshirt freshman. You know, it's really like Monteric Brown and Joe Fouché are your real veterans back there. So Arkansas is going to continue to get better, okay? They're going to continue to move forward. And I don't know what's going to happen at quarterback next year. But I am anxious to see what this team is like next year and also how they finish out these next three games. So it's um, you never want to see a team lose by 28 points. It's more points than you'd like to have seen. But again, they were 17-point dogs in this one. Florida had the breaks. And I guess that's what it came down to. I mean... You got the more talented team, the more experienced team, and you catch the breaks. Now, I don't know that you should like be trying to find positives out of this one because it's still a disappointing loss. I mean, you you lost by 28 points, so you got a long way to go as a program still, but you're chipping away at it still. I still don't think that like Arkansas is taking a step back because of this, if you know what I mean. They return home next weekend. They'll have a chance to regroup, lick their wounds some, and get Sam Pittman back. So if LSU doesn't come with a heart, they don't come with a soul, they don't come with a fight, they're in danger of catching an L. Um, so Arkansas will get back on track. They've got a chance in the two of these last three games. What is it? They get LSU next. They get is it Missouri after that, I guess. And then in Alabama, that's obviously going to be a tough one with Alabama. But um, they can get two of these last. They can get two of these last three games. I really think they can. All right, everybody. Appreciate everybody for joining us. I know this is kind of a different walk and talk, and a, I guess a tornado. I don't know. I should have checked the radar before I went out there, started walking around, but I didn't. Um, got my buddy Jerry Jack with me, walking around the dog. <laughs> So a disappointing loss, obviously. They're never easy. But uh, again, I don't think this is a reason for people to like jump off of a bandwagon or uh, start being super critical of, of players and coaches and stuff like that. Although, I will say this as I exit. Traylon Burks can't just have three touches. Okay, he can't. All right, everybody. We'll be back with you guys on Monday for the regular show. So be sure to, uh, to join us then. It's a unique walk and talk, walking around in a circle in my yard and in my house now. All right, everybody. Appreciate you for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 